and we brought it out, and we finally found it in the Bible, and they were like, wow, and I'm like, yeah, and uh, I think we went to church after that like two or three times, and uh, I'm sad to say that was probably the only positive influence I had on those guys um, when I was at school because I was lost, and uh, that's unfortunate. I wish I could go back the man I am today and uh, impart more wisdom from God upon them. But uh, that's how it goes. Anyway, so we're going to be in uh, Matthew 25 tonight if you guys want to open up to that. But before we get started, uh, I would like uh, you all to take a moment and... Uh, Pray to God, don't pray for me, pray to God that he will use me and uh, that uh, I'll be able to speak the, speak the truth boldly and uh, then I'll pray for you guys and then we'll get started. We ask that you open our eyes to your word. You open our eyes to you, O oh Lord, that uh, we may believe and follow. Let us uh, gather today and study your word and help us live it and not just read it and let it pass. In Christ's name. Okay, so... Um, Matthew 25 is a parable of the wise and foolish virgins. And I think before we go into that, we need to know what a parable is. And it's, it's basically a story that imparts some, some kind of wisdom or some truth or something like that. And uh, why did Jesus talk in parables? We go to uh, Matthew 13 verses 11 through 13 and uh, the disciples asked him why do you speak in parables and Jesus replied because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you but not to them whoever has been whoever has will be given more and whoever does not have, even that will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. So, it's kind of like before I knew the Lord, I could hear a preacher talk about something, and it didn't make any sense to me. But now because I have, I have God in my heart, like, they, like the verse says, because I have, I'll have more. So I have more understanding of the word through Jesus' parables. And for those who don't have God, they have even less because it's spoken to them and they're accountable for it and they don't understand it because of the hardness of their hearts. So anyway, that's what I found in scripture about 
why Jesus spoke in parables. So if we get, this is going to be a problem. This is why I generally don't use a Bible when I'm preaching. So I'm going to put this down here for right now. Don't worry, I copied the scriptures on the paper, so I'm not. I'm still using the Bible, just not in a big thing. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it starts out at that time. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. It starts out at that time. Well, what does that mean? A lot of other versions say then it'll be like the kingdom of heaven. So it's one of those deals where you got to look beyond what you can't just read this little part of scripture. So if you go back into 24, Jesus had been at the temple with his disciples and they left. And the disciples are all like, look at this great building. Look at all these beautiful towers and walls and all the big stones that are gilded and Jesus kind of told them hey all this is going to get knocked down and it did when the when the Romans finally came through and sacked Jerusalem or all that stuff and then he goes to start talking about his return and all the things that are going to happen when Jesus returns and uh, he he has a series of parables about his return while he's talking to him, and this is one of them. So, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins, okay, who went out to meet the bridegroom. Well, the Jewish customs of the time for marriage, we need to understand also. Um, what would happen was people would get engaged. And the bride would go and prepare herself for marriage. And the groom would prepare, usually in his father's house, a place for the two of them to live and, and do stuff. And uh, when the time of the wedding came, the bridegroom and his groomsmen, I guess they called them, would all get all fancy dressed up and everything. And they'd go over to the bride's house and get her and then bring her back. And then they did things kind of out of the order of we do them. They'd have the honeymoon part. And then there'd be a huge giant party that would even last up to like seven days. So me being a father of a daughter, she's not having a seven-day wedding. I cannot afford that. But anyway, that was the custom. So the disciples that he was speaking to would have known this. So... Five of them were foolish, and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. So, wise and foolish is used a lot in the parables, because he's trying to emphasize, don't be, don't be foolish, because... These are the wise things that you need to do. And the lamps that they're talking about, I did some research into that as well. Um, 
there's two things it could mean. As far as I could tell, they were either like really long poles with like a torch on top, or they were like the genie lamp thing where the wick coming out and the oil went in it, if that makes any sense. Um, and, uh, you know, that's a thing for light. I mean, it was dark out. He needed light. John talks immensely about how important it is to be in the light. But anyway, um, back to the parable. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with them, along with their lamps. And uh, I'm glad that I have a wise wife. I don't always don't always say it, but when we go on a trip or something like that, and uh, I'm like, why are you bringing so much junk? We don't need all this stuff. And Debbie, I know you have a, a packing list that's quite extensive for your trips. But I can remember one trip where I needed something, and I'm like, man, we're going to have to go to the store and get something. And, she, and Melissa's like, no, 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 I have it. So it's good to have a wise wife. And these virgins were wise, too, because they brought the oil with them. They were prepared to be there. So, going further on, let me find my place here. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they became drowsy and fell asleep. That's not good. You don't want to fall asleep. Um, if we go to Second Peter three nine. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Those of us that are already saved are like, come on, Lord, come back. I'm tired of this. This is a horrible world that we're living in. But remember, he's patient because... There's those out there that don't know him yet, and he wants every one of his children to come to him. So, don't get upset that the Lord's not coming back and that the world is not a good place. Because he's waiting so that more people can be in the kingdom with us. So they were drowsy and they fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here is the bridegroom. Come out and meet him. So somebody was awake. That's good. I want to be that person. I want to be the one that, Look, there's Jesus. He's coming back. I don't want to be sleeping and, you know, with my lamp burning out. That's not good at all. Why does this thing shake so much? Oh, it's because I'm walking around. That's right. So it goes on. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. Um, this makes me think 
back when I was a kid, there were a lot of storms and power outages. The grid wasn't as good as it is now. And uh, I can remember the power would go out and it would get dark. And we had this old kerosene lamp with the, you know, like Little House on the Prairie, if you all remember that. And uh, we'd light that up and it'd give us enough light to do what we needed to do around the house. And I remember it, the longer you let it burn, it would smoke up the glass and it would start getting dimmer and dimmer. And I can remember my dad would take the globe off, take his knife and cut the, cut the wick and the burn up wick would fall away and the new wick, which is soaked with oil, would give more light. And then he cleaned the globe, but I don't, I don't think the lamps at the Virgins had had glass globes or anything. But anyway, they woke up and they trimmed their lamps. They were making it bright. Um, it's important when you're at night to be able to see what's going on, to see who's coming, to, to see what's going on. Um, one of the things that I do is I go to old threshers conventions. And uh, at these conventions, they'd have all these old engines. And uh, they used them to pump oil out of the ground down around Oklahoma, Texas, Indiana. And they'd have these things. They were like a big ball with like two little, looked like ears coming off of it. And it'd be stuffed full of cotton batting. And then they'd use the petroleum that they were pumping to soak it. And they'd light these. And they'd have them at these conventions. And I didn't know what they were. And I was talking to a guy and he says, yeah, they'd hang one of these on each engine. And it was so that the people that were tending the engines could see what was going on with that engine. And also, because there'd be multiple people out there and multiple engines for each oil well, and they'd be connected with rods and drive shafts and all this stuff. And uh, it was so that you could be seen too because it was very dangerous at night out there. And if somebody turned a piece of equipment on while you were inside of it or within the throw of it, it would hurt you really bad. So keeping your, your lamp trimmed and your light bright is important for you and for the people around you. Um, especially to the lost world. We have to be a light that shines. And uh, that's just something that I kind of thought of. So they woke up, and the foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. So they weren't prepared. They want to uh, get some oil from the other, other, the five wise virgins. Um, it doesn't work that way in the kingdom. Um, you'll hear a lot about 
the Pharisees and the kings of 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 Judea and all that that relied on their heritage and relied on someone else for their salvation. It doesn't work that way. You can't say, well, my father was a good Christian. I'll go to heaven too because he was a good Christian. You're responsible for your own salvation. The virgins that didn't bring oil are responsible for the fact that they didn't bring any oil. Um, if you think to the story of the rich man and Lazarus, you know, he, uh, there was a really rich man and there was a beggar Lazarus that was always asking the rich man for scraps from his table. And the rich man would say none. And they both died and they went to Abraham's bosom. And uh, the rich man, of course, was in Hades. And the uh, poor man was in Abraham's bosom. And in the story, the rich man asks, will you asked Lazarus, will you at least go down and warm my children and my family? And they said, no, you can't because they have Moses and the prophets to tell them about that, the word of God, basically. And uh, it also says that even if the dead man Lazarus went back, they still won't believe if they don't believe Moses and the prophets. And it, it's referring to Jesus is what it's referring to because he died and rose again. So if Lazarus went back and was had already died, they wouldn't believe him either. So ultimately, you are responsible 100% for your own salvation. You can't ride on anybody else's coattails. It's not about your heritage, uh, although that does help, but it's you have to do it yourself. It's something that nobody can do for you. So the uh, the wise virgins replied, "No. There may not be enough oil for both of us and you." Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. Well, we know it was midnight. So who sells oil at midnight? I mean, it wasn't like now where you can just go to the gas station any time of night. I'm pretty sure that all the rabbinical laws and stuff that they had about not doing it, that they really didn't have oil, oil stores open at midnight. So I'm betting that they didn't get any oil. But that's just my opinion. But while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. The virgins who were ready, that's those of us that believe. Those of us that know Christ and are known by Christ went in to the banquet. In uh, John 14, it, Jesus talks about, I will go there and prepare a place for you. 
in my father's house there are many rooms and that's a that's a mirror of this uh, they went into the banquet that's what we're going to do when we go home when Jesus comes back we're going to go into the banquet but the sad part about this verse is and the door was shut that's terrifying if we can go to Mark 13 17 through 19 if you want to follow them in your Bible how dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers pray that this will not take place in winter because those days will be of let me get my Bible Oh, you got it. Distress, unequaled from the beginning when God created the world until now and never to be equaled again. That means the worst disasters that this planet has faced, it's going to be far worse than that when that door shut. Far worse. And never again will be worse. So that door shut and the other virgins are out buying oil or trying to and uh, it's just the, the door shut to them it's so sad that they weren't prepared they didn't know Jesus they didn't know the bridegroom they weren't ready for him and they face that unequaled in time disasters, terror, all the bad stuff. And uh, it's our job to keep our lamps trimmed, to keep that light shining so that they can see it and they can know Jesus and be known by him. Because we don't want anybody to face unequaled terror, unequaled disaster. So the virgins uh, come back, and uh, it says, Later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. So they're trying to get in, but the door's shut. There is a time coming when you won't be able, you won't be able to say yes to Jesus anymore. Be thankful that we're living in a time where we can say yes to Jesus, where we can tell others about him and say, hey, come into the light. See what I've got here? My lamp's shining bright. Come into the light. But there is a time coming when that door is shut. And no matter what you say or what you do, it's too late. Judgment has come, and after the judgment, you either get the pass, like Richard talked about, because you know Jesus, or you don't get the pass. Scripture goes on to say, But he replied, 
Truly I tell you, I don't know you. I don't know you. It's important not to know about Jesus. I can read this book forward and backward. I can learn about Greek and Aramaic and all of that fancy stuff. I can memorize scripture. I can do all these things. But if I'm not known by Jesus and I don't know him, it doesn't count for anything. Jesus himself said, or I think maybe it was Paul, but it says in the Bible, that uh, even the demons believe in God. But they're definitely not not saved. Um, Jesus talks about his sheep in the book of John. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. You know, so if you have a relationship with Christ, you're like one of his sheep. You can be out in the field and you hear his voice and you come because you know it's him calling you. Uh, you have to be known by Jesus. And then coming to the end of the, of the parable, therefore keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. In, uh, in Hebrews, it says, it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And uh, it is. It is a terrible thing. The uh, main point of this parable is to keep watch. Because we don't know when he's coming back. We don't know the day or the hour. I don't want to be found in sin when Jesus comes back doing one of those stupid things that I do in the muck and the mire. I want to be found with my lamp full of oil and my light shining bright and a whole string of people behind me that said, hey, because I saw him, because I saw God in him, not that it's of me, but I saw God in him that I can. And I want that that whole string of people behind me too. I want well done, good and faithful servant. It's important that we keep watch because if we're keeping watch, we're not going to fall asleep. We're not going to run out of oil if we're watching and we're waiting for the Lord to come back. Um, to bring it to nautical terms, which I'm a sailor. I love sailing. I love the water. There's four rules for pilots, and pilots are masters of the water. They're above skippers and captains and people that drive around their boats. They're people that are held responsible for passengers. There's four main rules about avoiding a collision. And uh, two of them are keep watch and show proper lights. Um, it's important to always have somebody on the boat looking where you're going. 
it's important to have your light shining on the boat so that the others can see you and know which direction you're headed. It's the way the, it's all complicated, but the way the lights, colors of the lights and their configuration, you're able to tell which way the boat's moving and what kind of boat it is and all that. And if nobody's watching, it doesn't do any good. But I always think that's kind of funny that seafaring people seem to be in line with God because I guess it's because the ocean's such a treacherous place they have to be. But, but keep watching, show proper lights. That's what it comes down to. Um, the judgment is coming. Christ is going to come back. And we need to be watchful for that. We need to show our light, show proper light. We need to be prepared, have enough oil, not be asleep, and point out to the other people, he's coming. He's coming. Be ready. And uh, I hope that made some sense to you all. I know uh, I've talked about this a little bit before in one of my come on mans. So, but like I said, the main point, keep watch. Keep your light shining. Bring them up. Have that whole string of people behind you that God used you to bring to him. And that, that's an important thing. Uh, before I end tonight, I want to give an opportunity to anybody that doesn't have any oil or doesn't even have a lamp that doesn't know God and isn't known by God. I want to give an opportunity for anybody here that doesn't know for sure that they're one of the wise virgins. And also to those whose lamp might be all beat up and crushed and the sticks broken in half and uh, the oil's all tainted with water and you're just beat down in your Christian walk and you want to come back. Um, Richard Cross always says, don't rededicate, just repent. Uh, I want to give anybody that would like to do that that opportunity tonight. So uh, if you all will bow your heads. And uh, if there's anybody here tonight that uh, needs a lamp, that needs Jesus, please either raise your hand or look at me or stand up and do something. And if there's anybody here whose lamp is all beat up, the staff's broken off, they're out of oil, you're basically not following Jesus, but you know him and he knows you and you're convicted that you're not living the life that you need to live. Let me know. Let somebody know in the church. Let somebody know.
Bible's teaching to a house of believers. That's good. Anyway, so I will uh, I will pray, and then uh, Earl is going to come up and talk to us about something. And uh, then we'll get out of here. Oh, Lord, we thank you that uh, you are our bridegroom, Lord, and we are your bride. Let us uh, be ready for your return. Let us be ready to have our light shining for you, um, that we may be like that city on the hill and be full of salt and light for you. We thank you that we can still come to you. The hour has not come, Lord. We thank you that the door is still open to us. We just praise you for your love for us, your love of like a like a bridegroom and a bride, Lord. We just thank you so much for that, and uh, help us to live a life worthy of you. Help us to walk in light and in wisdom, and not in foolishness and the darkness of sin. In Christ's name we pray.